Yes. Or Mental dance. Organic blue waffles is a body part. Everybody and welcome to the Filipino Free Thinkers podcast. That's also a video. I'm Red. I'm Pepe. And I'm Talia. And today we're again talking about politics and presidential candidates, in particular VP Binay, who incidentally we had an interview with. Believe it or not, it's real. It happened. That wasn't a dream. It wasn't and a joke either. It wasn't. Yeah, April Fools. Like we actually <laughs> did it. That's the joke. We actually yeah. did it, and we we've been getting. I think feedback from other presidential candidate campaign related yeah. cousins of cousins <laughs> <laughs> that maybe we'll get all of them to eventually do it. Yeah. So we saw the, the one, we, we did the one on VPB and I. We will be talking about VPB and I. And we will also be talking about perceptions of social media and how it differs or even maybe coincides with the the popular opinion of everyone who may not be on social media. So, VP Binay, will you vote for him? Will you vote? No. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Will you vote for him? No. Will you vote for anyone? No. Okay, but, you know, that's one thing. That's one question. Do you think he is fit to be a, pre uh, a good president? I mean, relative to the other choices. Because, you know, everybody has to think about this. Mm -hmm. We're forced to make a choice. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. The right to be forced to make a choice. Yeah. Yep, you have the right to be forced to settle for the lesser evil. <laughs> what do you think uh, um, of VPB nine? My my biggest problem with uh, with VPB nine is how it would seem that um, there are allegations that are floating around and. There, he has not cleared his name, in my yeah. opinion. Like there, okay. he has not um, gone to whichever hearings or public uh, um, appearances he has to yeah. show up to address these claims. So there's and the you know the two buildings, science yeah. high yes. school building. There's the parking. Yeah, the parking world class parking building. <laughs> world class. Yeah. And of course all of the other concerns in the anti money laundering council yeah. report, you know, that's uh, been filed. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so those are my biggest like concerns. Why did he didn't he show up at yeah. the hearing? Why didn't he like he usually like sweeps them under the rug. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't face them directly and like look, I didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. So his official response to that was having seen all of the other Senate hearings like where people go, you're a thief or magnanaka or whatever, and you know, be disrespectful. Mm. He argues that for someone in the seat of the vice president, he doesn't deserve to be treated that way. So he instead sent his uh, sworn statement, and mm. that's not enough for you. And that's yeah. a that yeah, that I think is a, a good enough point. And like I I, w I was thinking as well with how you know considering how wealthy he is now. Mm. Um, not even considering all of the things he might not have declared, just his salad. And compared to how rich he was when he first started in politics, yes. like that's a huge leap. You know, and there are inconsistencies in the story, maybe. Like uh, people have criticized him for saying that he grew up poor. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying that the wealth that he has was, was inherited because of some stuff that he inherited. So 
so there's a huge gap there and mm -hmm. one thing that we like to say you know what what one thing we like to sing in our free thinker choir is extraordinary claims require, require extraordinary, extraordinary evidence and <laughs> the the way it is now is the the burden of proof is on the accuser mm -hmm. if if he is indeed corrupt and has stolen money from the coffers of the public then we are supposed to prove yeah. him guilty yeah. right but if he were innocent um, I, maybe a lot of people are thinking he should take that extra step you know open up everything you know the philippines is notorious for our tight in general yeah and uh, particularly our very strict bank secrecy laws yes you know and you know, if you want to in the world. if you want to do something illegal and hide it mm -hmm. you know our banks you know our cvc they've got ways did i get the right time i don't <laughs> think so apologies to the actual bank who has that as a tagline rcbc they have the electronic i don't i don't know i don't know anymore they're, they're interchangeable to me what do you think of bpb9 i don't know what to think of him simply because he doesn't address the the corruption charges as pepe said okay. and he doesn't really say anything aside from appealing to the masses mm -hmm. and even his public uh, showings are just him trying to relate to to the common filipino which i think is valuable okay it's purity i guess mm. but the issue there is he doesn't show us what he wants to do he ha like his platform isn't as clear he, he's not as direct and he doesn't put much focus on that he just focuses on trying to seem like he's relatable mm. when really he's not i mean in our in our yeah. interview with him you saw his, his house and how grand it was mm. right and and it it kind of clashes with the, the image of him being a common filipino i do think like his story is generally true in the sense that he grew up in having experienced you know some degree of poverty and he did have some hard times and he he can relate i mean i think out of all the the candidates we have out of all of them i think he's the one who can relate best to the masa i mean in terms of you know like the rapport that he has he has yes. he has charisma he's yes. a charismatic person and uh, you know i think if you know pinoy on one end right it's like i think that guy really lacks charisma and really not much his, both of them they're, they're, <laughs> you know I, I don't i don't understand but they have a problem with charisma yes i think any charisma that pinoy might have is kind of a an inherited you know you're the you're the kid yeah, of these yeah. very charismatic people and people just you know, you must have some charisma there. <laughs> I, I just can't see it, but people maybe justify it. Oh, okay, so it's magically there. Are they are they just accepting that all of the charisma and charm went to Chris? So <laughs> none were there. Okay, so Vinay on the other end, you know, he's pretty far on the other end. Like he can he can talk. He's, yeah. He calmly explains his side. He's, I mean, English or Filipino, he can actually do well. Mm -hmm. And ask him any question. He has answers, ready answers for them. We did the interview, uh, I mean, it was planned maybe just in the span of less than a day even. You know, that, that margin, you know, w when we finally settled on the time, you know, that early time. And we s didn't send them any questions mm -hmm. at all. And he just answered all of them. You know, he is uh, a politician through and through in the, in the sense of, yeah. you know, communicating, you know, hedging even. That's a political skill, not answering the questions that you ask of him. Let, let's turn now to 
the most important part of our interview, I think, was what was unique in that most of the presidential interviews and debates, they focused on issues that, you know, very generic, very conservative. Of course, we wanted to know their take on the issues important to us, yeah. particularly yeah. secularism. What, what do you think of uh, his answers to our questions about secularism? He seems to, for the most part, just follow what the church like, yeah. says when he knows it. And he will just, so he will just parrot what, okay, well, this is what the church says, so this is what mm. he believes. Um, and <laughs> he likes to say freedom of expression. Yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if he's using it properly, but he likes to say freedom of expression. Yeah, like um, side by side with. So in in particular, the context was if these uh, CBCP priests say something that goes against the separation of church and state, mm -hmm. he invokes their right to say whatever you know as yeah. protected speech. Yeah, you know, so that's true. I know, but but that's the, yeah, that's fair. I think it's the spirit of the question that yeah. he of secularism that he does not appreciate uh, too well. Given how much time he spent in politics, I'd like to think that he understands what we were trying to ask. Yeah, I'd like to think that he understands at, at the very least what secularism really is, hmm. regardless of how it's practiced in the Philippines. It's just he knows that at the end of the day, the CBCP is a very big factor yeah. in the yeah. Philippines. Their voice is heard by almost everyone, and he knows that he might lose some voters if he would directly go against them. So he, yeah. he does this yeah. kind of floundery, oh, I understand, but I can't really say anything yeah. thing. And, and I don't, it's, it's useless. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever the church said, that's what I'll say. You know, kind, kind of like that. But to be fair to VPB, though, can we think of any candidate who would, openly oppose what the Catholic no. Church says. Maybe Miriam. Maybe Miriam. I think yeah, Miriam, yeah. if he if she disagrees, she would yeah, say so. Yeah. You know, she would she she's wouldn't a, care. She's not afraid of any yeah. Which is also why she has all of these names yeah. like, that, that people use to make fun of her. Mm. I mean she wouldn't defer to to the yeah. to she bishops. Didn't. I mean she I think she would think that she knows as much when it comes to you know theological issues, yes, yes. yeah, she's very uh, smart in that way. The other candidates, Binay has shown that he would defer to them. Yes. The others we do not know yet, so we will find out in the in the coming um, interviews as well. <laughs> At the very least, we know that Duterte would actually say something bad about the Pope. Mm. Yes. But then later on, like. And take it back. When yeah. he finds when out that it's not really helpful yeah. to his campaign, yeah. so <laughs> flip flop. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's something that uh, VPB and I did say. You know that he's not a flip flopper. He's decisive. Oh yeah. He's uh, he drilled that into people <laughs> during the debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe true. You know, if he says one thing, he might be consistent yeah. and actually do it. And one thing we could hold him to that he said during the interview is that if he gets elected president, he would enforce uh, freedom of information, mm -hmm. at least as far as the executive branch is concerned. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's, that's huge. That's a huge deal. And, you know, he could have said, I'll make the passing of the FOI bill a priority, you know, legislative priority. Um, the president has the prerogative. You know, yes. They can do that. But... Uh, for him to say that he would open up 
the executive branch, his you know his office yeah. essentially, to to more scrutiny that FOI would bring. Yeah. I think you know that answers at least. You know, people would ask that of him at bare minimum. Is it really fair to take that, to not take that without with a grain of salt? Because oh, we take everything, yeah. Right? With tons of Politicians salt, are salty. Know? They're made of they salt. Are. They're, they're 70% salt. So take it with... 20% water. Oh, yeah. yeah, how does that <laughs> work? The, the water would evaporate. And, oh, yeah. Well, well, like, well, semen? I don't know. Yeah, go anyway, ahead. I mean... I don't know. A lot of people have asked him to open the books for Makati, which he which he led for such a long time and is now being led by his children. Yeah. And he hasn't done that. He hasn't done enough in that sense. So I feel like if he really took that seriously, he would have done so. He's done what's been legally required of him. And and you know, and so far he's not in jail. You know? If if he were guilty, he you know, he, I mean Yeah, yeah. Uh in this country, that's a yeah. no one that's a huge ask. Gets convicted if they're rich in this country. Not really, though. I mean, Napoles case. You know, several senators are already. You but, know, but the handful yeah. out of how many? Yeah, out of all of them, they're the yes. fall guys. You know, yes, they are. And, and that's something you know. There's this assumption that everyone is corrupt anyway, mm-hmm. right? But maybe, but Binay, I think, gets the brunt of all that. You know, he's probably more corrupt than most. You know, people probably do not think that someone like Maros with the the ang matuwid. You know, th- those are the narratives that people yeah. like to to go yeah. with. And of course, the the critics of Mar would think otherwise. They think that he's also corrupt. Yeah. A- and you know, there are these cases, and you know, they have something on everyone. Yeah. And that's I think what we can talk about now. You know, the the perceptions of the public when it comes to Binay. And how different really is what we in our echo chambers and our respective echo chambers on social media think and say, you know, relative to what everyone else says in the country. Yeah. What What do you think? How How far is the disconnect? I think the biggest um, important factor to consider with regard to the disconnect between reality and like social media is what's the demographic bias of internet penetration. Yeah. Right. Because social media is. On the, is it's only alive for people who have internet access. Yeah. Right. So if internet access is biased towards certain demographics, and these certain demographics have, you know, have also biases towards certain um, candidates and whatnot, then you have to factor that in. That's that's gonna be like the determinant of how far um, internet discourse will be from yeah. discourse on the ground. Okay, so that's that's on the face of it. Yeah, you know that's necessarily true. Yeah, but but less and less. I mean, more and more, people are getting access because there are these free internet, free Facebook. Yeah. You know, so at the very least, people with a SIM card mm-hmm. can have yeah Facebook at least. Greater internet penetration in general will will lower that. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, because you know, on social media, at least in in our circles, like people are pretty much. Bina is corrupt. You know, that's the narrative. People would never vote for him. Of course, there are some who, who say that he's the, the better choice. But in general, it's more, you know, following the whole Bina is corrupt narrative. Mm-hmm. But once upon a time, Bina was the front runner. Yes. You know, like, um, it's only recently, with probably with all of these corruption allegations and cases, and people becoming angry and championing Duterte more and more, mm-hmm. you know, like, his ratings have gone down. But once upon a time, he was on top. And we, 
we, we might have found that strange. You know, like to us, it's obvious, don't vote. But, but to this significant segment of the population, he's number one. Yeah. He, yeah. he is their guy. That's the, you know, the, the DE. You know, ABC might be yeah. focused more on people like Duterte or Poe. But for the, the DE crowd, he has that. And he's yeah. solid, you know. Yes. And maybe it speaks to, to their perceived benefit from, from Binay. Like um, what he did in Makati. Like yeah. he has these programs for where, citizens, yeah, for senior citizens, yeah. scholarships, cakes, and movies as well, you know, like yes. for, for fair, flavor. Most, yeah. most other cities have that too. It's just that they don't flaunt it the way Makati does yeah. because they don't spend as much on it. They don't spend as much on it. So, so people really have this perception that if, yeah. if they need help, they can come to him for that, you know. But, I guess. You know, but the, the counter argument to that is... If you spend all of the money on infrastructure and not on these individual, you know, mm -hmm. uh, discretionary yeah. uh, purchases yeah. or expenditures, then you wouldn't even have to. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the counter argument to that. So, you know, how do you bridge that? And should should that even be be bridged? Is there a class elitist issue going on here? Like, who has to? You know, we. Of course, our priority here is the truth, you know, the most accurate portrayal of objective reality, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So is, is, the, is the fault with social media, like, do we have the unclear picture or that maybe the, the DE, the people who are not on social media, who are on the ground, maybe they have a clearer picture, you know, how do you reconcile that? Uh, I think part of the problem is that there's this conception of um, academic knowledge versus knowledge um, from the ground, like, yeah. because most of the people uh, I hear on social media, or at least my bubble, my guess, like they're pretty academic mm -hmm. in their approach to uh, policy and picking leaders. But people on the ground, they of, um, often go through like personal experiences with these yes. leaders, um, how they how they interact with them socially directly. Mm -hmm. So. There's uh, it's two different things, and it's it's a difficult thing to to balance because both are pretty important. But um, yeah, I don't have any clear answer. You don't have the, the <laughs> unification theory of social media and public opinion. What's wrong with you? Are you Einstein or anyway? What do you think, Talia? I think it's just we have to take into consideration the fact that the people who do more research on on the topic. Are, are going to be the ones who will talk about it more. Mm -hmm. They'll be more vocal simply because, you know, they put in hours and hours of looking at the plat platforms and the accomplishments of these people, so they will speak out. Yeah. But the people who will never be convinced and are not open to being convinced, they're not going to tell you who they're voting for. And if ever someone were to post about it, they're not going to engage. And these are... Th and they are widely outnumber the people who are very vocal about it, yeah. regardless of who their candidate is. The people who are vocal are always going to be the minority, and just because certain views, no, certain kinds of people will like a certain candidate, it'll seem like that one is more popular than the others, even if the people, even if 90% mm. of the people are voting for someone else, but they just don't want to yeah. talk about it, you know? We've, we've mentioned a lot of negatives already, you know, mm -hmm. as we did with Miriam, we'll do negatives and then positives. So what are the positives that you see in VPB9? I think 
I'm biased against him because yeah. I live in Makati. And the, the, the rich Makati or the poor Makati? I, I go through all yeah. the parts of Makati, okay. actually. So <laughs> the thing is, with a lot of the people, even in Makati, who support him, when I ask them why, the only reason they give me is, sure, all of them steal from you, but at least you get 10% back with Bina. <laughs> So yeah, there's a there's a cashback rebate yeah, with okay. Bina, and that's the only thing they appreciate about him because they've accepted this reality of all of our our politicians being extremely corrupt, and mm. they just say, hey, at least you know, not <laughs> all of it goes to his pocket. Some of yeah. it comes back, just a little bit, but it's there. In the interview, like he did say some surprising stuff. Mm. You know, he was open to legalization of marijuana at least for mm. certain you know medical purposes maybe perhaps because there's actually a lot going around in the city hall maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah he all you know, those, those magic cakes right yes. <laughs> magic happy cakes. birthday yes. senior citizens <laughs> yeah, here, here be happy happy, happy, Very happy birthday yeah, happy birthday um, he also said some things about adoption you know mm. although he's against yeah. same sex marriage mm -hmm. he did say that you know, he, he's okay with adoption of LGBT couples, maybe because he does not know the official stance of the church yet, you know. <laughs> you have to clarify, you have to clarify that he's okay with LGBT couples adopting children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, FOI, that was promising as well. I mean, he did the yes. podcast for us, that's a, that's a positive. Yes, but the, that's true. the biggest plus, I think, like in my book, is his support for or, or his opposition his vocal opposition now mm -hmm. uh, for on uh, the issue of summary executions or extra oh, yes. judicial killings he's been yes. saying that over and over in the news now during the interview he said that as well and and you know whether it's uh it's for the his campaign or, or a, just a smear campaign is. against duterte yes. you know he what he's saying is correct that's true you know in the same way that whether uh, duterte saying that he's for summary executions and or, and he actually does it in some in some cases yeah. he has said that whether it's true or just for his campaign i would oppose him yeah you know at face yeah. value yes. because i disagree with that yeah. so when binay says he's against summary execution and he's for the rights especially or even of poor criminals mm -hmm. to a fair trial and due process yes. then i support him on that because i i think that's a huge misconception that a lot of uh, people have, you know, when they consider, for example, they say, oh, like, Duterte is not corrupt at all. Not in the way Bina is, right? Yeah. Um, he's not corrupt at all. He just kills people, you know, extrajudicially. Yes. I mean, that's corruption too. Exactly. <laughs> right? It's like, breaking the law. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and yeah, there's this interesting narrative now, you know, mm -hmm. the Binay, um, Binay still steals and then Duterte kills you know like and th there are these two model cities uh makati and davao it's yeah. kind of like gotham <laughs> you know metropolis and yeah, it's yeah. wow batman versus superman <laughs> who will win who, who's doomsday who's who's wonder woman wonder woman oh okay okay uh anyway, <laughs> anyway what what do, you, what do you think the positives of uh vpb well um <sighs> Like you said, he's fine with the LGBT adopting kids, and he's okay. against summary execution. So that's yeah. that's really just it for me. I don't I don't see much else. I mean, yeah. 
he's generally a very conservative candidate and conservative yeah, yeah and in that sense he will he probably disagrees with a lot of the things we stand for so i don't know if we can find a lot of support amongst our members for him yeah it's the you know but you know respect despite yes. that despite yes. knowing that we're progressive we're secular he agreed to the interview yeah. and yes. you know we will yes. just have to agree plus, to disagree yeah. on agreeing to the interview 99 that's, that's very true <laughs> yeah. right? that, that's a plus Every, accepting, everybody should do that yeah yeah that's a accepting questions from us without having a copy of everything yeah. beforehand yeah. i think that's a big plus for him yeah i think um it's safe to say that everyone should should take into consideration appearance on the podcast yes. as a main priority in deciding who to vote for right and that they right? Should, they yeah. should be like VP Binai that we don't have notes okay during the interview but just the interview just the <laughs> thank you so much for watching this episode if you are pro Binai or anti Binai share this and you know sound the call for uh, the other candidates to also appear there are actually promising uh, leads now you know more than just the cousin of the cousin of the cousin of the <laughs> campaign manager there are promising leads so look forward to the next ones and if you have comments do say so on the comment section like share subscribe till next week on behalf of Pepe Talia the analyst desk our producers and our millions of staff <laughs> see you next week <laughs>